0: All right, guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered. I am your host, Youngari Gold, and today is a very special podcast for you guys. We have Tyler Dunn from Bleacher Report. Um, He recently wrote a piece um, on Deshaun Watson, one of the most detailed pieces. I think that you'll probably read about Deshaun, and and I think probably the best Texans article, I would say, over the last five years. So, Tyler, um, you know, do a quick introduction. Uh, shout out your Twitter, uh, obviously, where they can find you on Bleacher Report and things like that. Well, Matt, thank you very much for
1: those kind words in that intro. Uh, super, super kind of you, and, and thanks so much for having me on to talk about it. Um, yeah, I guess I'm on Twitter at Dunn D-U-N-N-E, and then at Bleacher Report, right NFL Features. This is uh, my fourth season, and before, I guess we're kind of working in reverse here before this, I... Uh, Covered the Bills at the Buffalo News, and then uh, the Packers at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel for about five years. Uh, we schooled Syracuse uh, from western New York, just like an hour south of Buffalo, uh, small town, Salamaica, Ellicott area, and then this is just uh, what I've always done, just, just love my job It's get ready to sit down and be able to um, just learn about the game, learn about people, hear their stories, share their stories, and unbelievably fortunate that Sean Watson was willing to really sit down for close to an hour and, and get into a, a lot of stuff. I mean, as we were talking about before we hit record here, um, it's just really rare. I mean, you don't really get that a lot in the NFL. There's just so much podium pushing and group interview pushing by teams. it's, it's tough to really sit down with a star like Deshaun Watson for that amount of time to he what really makes him pick, and I, I think it was something he was open to, something he embraced, and um, it was awesome. I mean, I could have, we, could, we could have talked
0: all day. He's just that kind of guy. Yeah, you know, it's very it, you, you know, you mentioned that how rare it is, and um, it is. I mean, especially uh, given you know the hoops that you have to jump through to be able to get an interview like this, but for Deshaun to sit down for you know an over an hour and talk to you, um, I think speaks, you know more to his character and who he is as a person. And then when you follow that up with the piece you wrote, I think you really get a true understanding of who he is and what makes him tick. And I think another part that you mentioned that I thought was actually pretty interesting just now was the fact that you were able to talk about people and, you know, understand people and share their stories a lot of times and, you know, Hopefully this doesn't frustrate you, but you know, a lot of times now with with media and writing articles and things like that, it's very rare that you get these genuine, authentic pieces. Uh, a lot of times it's uh, you know clickbaity, try to get as you know many clicks as possible. Uh, but with this piece, you really went the complete direction. I mean, it was very authentic, and, and you wanted to really dive into Deshaun and understand how he works and what makes him tick and, you know, what his mindset is on Sundays and, you know, Quincy Avery. And uh, I know you don't mention David in there, but, uh, you know, obviously his agent, who's a big part of what he is. and um, So, yeah, I, so I guess let's get into just the article itself. You know, tell me, you know, I guess – what was the, your biggest takeaway when you sat down with Deshaun? Great question. I would
1: say, you know, I think the biggest takeaway for, for me, and going into it, I'm not really knowing how he operates, how he's wired. We we all saw you know, Andrew Luck in his own division walk away like like he did, you know, and he was beat up, and you can all remember where we were when we heard the news that, He was retiring, and we can all remember that press conference he gave where he just looked, he just looked kind of, um, distressed, not depressed, but just like empty. You know, I mean, all all the hits added up and the game just took its toll. And if you look at Deshaun Watson, I mean, he's kind of had, you know, the same amount of injuries, um, at that point of his career that that Luck had and, and, and seemed destined. For that kind of outcome, you know, where you have no choice but to walk away from all these hits. My gosh, he, you know, uh, had had the lung, had the broken rib, had uh, multiple torn ACLs, had who knows how many other injuries we don't even know about because he doesn't really talk about them. I mean, people didn't even know he was taking a bus to that Jaguars game. I mean, Quincy Avery said, uh, "Yeah, they were FaceTime, and he just couldn't believe he was on a bus going to the game that way." Um, so. I, mean, I guess in my head I'm thinking, like, where's his level of concern with this all? And, and the takeaway was, he's not concerned at all. He wants to play until he can, until you have to drag him off the field. Deshaun Watson wants to play football. Um, it, it, it's genuine. I mean, it's real. The guy likes to hit. He likes to get hit. It, it's who he is, how he plays. He wants to create. He wants to improvise. And um, I, I don't think it's just, you know, blissful. It goes to be it a little bit, but he genuinely loves the game. And uh, as Quincy Avery kind of said, he he can't see Watson ever doing what Andrew Luck did. I mean, he's going to want to play until until he can't. Which you know, it sounds like a like a lot of guys operate that way, but they they really don't. I think mean, now more than ever, you know, what this game does to your body. And and Deshaun Watson, frankly, doesn't doesn't care.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting, especially considering how close, you know, in the division, it, you know, it, it struck home with Andrew re- retiring, and you know, as Texans fans, obviously we care because one, we've never had a quarterback as dyna- dynamic as Deshaun, and and we saw the beating that he took last year, uh, 62 sacks, I think it was 87 quarterback hits. Um, you know, we we knew what was happening, and and the fact that you know Bill O'Brien's doing everything he can to ensure he protects him is fantastic. Um, and, but it's just nice to hear that your quarterback's mindset is like, I'm going to go out there and make plays. And if, you know, I have to take this hit to make that play, it's just kind of part of the game. And, um, it's just really interesting. Um, so one of the parts of the article that really, I, I was uh, just such a big fan of, I'm originally from Los Angeles. I moved to Houston the year that the Texans became a team. So I'm a diehard Laker fan. Um, and my favorite player all time is Kobe Bryant and, It's funny because I often use Kobe as a comparison prior to this to Deshaun and what he does and his willingness to do whatever it takes to win. Uh, You you know, can you expand at all on kind of what his relationship was with Kobe Bryant and kind of what you took away from, you know, what he's talked about Kobe with? I I know that Kobe visited the team um, in August, but... You know, is that relationship established and, and beyond that now to where they're talking regularly, you know, is it very similar to the Justin Verlander thing, or is it, you know, kind of more of a random thing?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say that the Justin Verlander uh, relationship is is a, a really close relationship. That they, They're getting dinner, they're watching film of each other. Deshaun Watson's picking his brain as much as possible. I mean, they're genuinely really close friends. Um, obviously because they're both there in Houston where he's not in the same city as Kobe Bryant. So I, I don't know, I don't think they really keep in touch um, regularly, but it definitely was a, a moment, um, an hour long or so conversation that sticks with Deshaun Hudson. I mean, he made that clear. Yeah, there's, there's you that know, the Lakers uh, visited Texans training camp and not, not uncommon. You, you'll see like you know, cross sport visits like that from legends and training camps, but where it was different is, is Watson made a point to sit down with him, and they talked about a little bit of everything, and it kept coming back to that mentality that Kobe had, which is just so rare. I mean, it's I think that Deshaun Watson appreciated it, and here's a guy who doesn't swear much at all. I mean, there's people who swear they've never heard of Curse. Um, he's somebody who, it, it appears on a field, court, whatever, couldn't be more different than Kobe Bryant. I mean, we've all seen all the YouTube clips of him just undressing his <laughs> up and down verbally and, and not holding back. I mean, love him, hate him, whatever. Um, I mean, this, we, we actually talked about this a little bit, too. He, he, he never heard this story, um, that book, uh, The Art of a Beautiful Game by Chris Ballard. It's unbelievable. There's a chapter on Kobe where, like, he would take the worst kid on the high, his high school team and play one-on-one. Um, to 100 every day to practice, and just pummel him, you know, 100 to 8, 110, just to, like, instill that Mamba mentality. And Deshaun Watson looks here of lesson, that. So they, they talked all about the mentality, and I just think that it really hit Watson that, look, it, it might rub people the wrong way, but that's where people are kind of distracted and don't appreciate Kobe. And he is making teammates better because he is – he is pushing you to a level you didn't even know existed. So in his own kind of way, in a football locker room, you've got, what, 52 teammates instead of 11 trying to do that um, to the best of his ability. And, and then you know, talking to teammates, you kind of understand and hear Colin Wyatt and Justin Reed, the safety, second after practice, Deshaun Watson pulled him aside and explaining like, hey, if you, if you would just move this direction just a little bit in that coverage, you would have really confused me as a quarterback. So, there's ways kind of bringing that conversation he had with Kobe uh, to reality in Houston.
0: Yeah, no, it, it it's weird because, you know, Kobe had got such a bad rap towards the end of his career, you know, where players didn't want to play with him, and, and uh, you know, he couldn't land the free agents that, you know, L.A. has grown accustomed to, and uh, I've, I've watched him his entire career, and it, it's really just the fact that he demands so much. I mean, it's really why him and Shaq didn't work, because Shaq was not... To work. work, he, he didn't rely on his work ethic to be successful, he relied on his physical stature to be able to do what he does, and Kobe is like, man, if you could just, if you could take what you have already and work extremely hard like I do, we can take over this league forever, and it's a great mentality to have, it's not something you hear a lot about, and uh, for Deshaun to be able to take that and like have that conversation with Justin Reed, and I know he's had conversations with the young wide receivers and things like that, so it really says a lot about his character and his willingness to do what it takes to win. Definitely,
1: definitely, and I think a big part of it too is he is figuring out who he can call out on the spot and, and who doesn't like being called out and embarrassed in front of teammates. And he said that he's kind of learned that some players do like being called out. <laughs> some kind of need that; it gets them going. And some don't. Um, he, I asked him about his relationship with DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, that's a relationship that probably matters more than, than any other on the entire team. And he said that Hopkins is somebody they approach as more one-on-one. That, you know, out on the field, they, there's no need to ever really do something like that. Like 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 a Kobe would to maybe a Shaq. But one-on-one, they've, they've really gotten close.
0: Yeah, I think in, in all that does to me just speak to his leadership, right? I mean... You know, a lot of us have worked jobs where we have the manager that uh, it's his style and that's it, and everybody's kind of got to you know uh, adjust and adapt to that. But you know, a good leader is somebody that can adapt to the personalities around them and be able to do what whatever they can to get the most out of those players. And it seems like that's what the the path Deshaun's taking, whether it's calling out somebody in front of everybody and then. Also understanding that on a one-on-one setting, he's going to get more out of having that conversation than he would in a group. Um, and being a leader of a team, especially at the most important position in all of sports at a quarterback, I think that's, again, just something else, just another attribute that people, I don't think, realize about Deshaun prior to this article. Yeah. Oh, no, no doubt about it.
1: I mean, yeah, he's
0: cognizant of
1: all of that and the fact that all eyes are on him all the time and that, and that Really need
0: something, sure. Yeah. Um, so uh, there wasn't a ton on 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 Bill O'Brien in the piece. I know you, you did mention obviously about protecting Deshaun and Bill O'Brien. Uh, obviously, Bill O'Brien gave you the quote of he doesn't give a shit about what you think he needs to do. What's best for the team? That's that's literally Bill O'Brien's mentality. We've had him on the show. That's how he is. He, he you know he comes off arrogant and as a, as a jerk to uh, media reporters and journalists. But really, that's not the case. It's just more that he doesn't really need to worry about anybody else's opinion, as it really doesn't impact the locker room and what he's doing for the team. Uh, did you and Deshaun at all talk about the relationship between him and Bill O'Brien? Yes,
1: yeah, it's, it's great. And, you know, I, I guess going in, I wasn't really sure because it was fresh out all those sacks and hits against the Panthers. And, I mean, you watch a Chiefs game with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and it, it really is kind of like, you know, smooth jazz. It's ribbon and flow. It's so quarterback friendly. You know, passes that get you into a rhythm, and he never gets hit. And then you watch a Texas game with Watson O'Brien over the last couple of years, and for the most part, it's plays that can take a while to develop. Um, they're, you know, he's taken a lot of hits, granted, as O'Brien would tell you, that a lot of that can be on the quarterback and be on other people outside of the line, but it's not as, it doesn't seem as, as quite quarterback friendly, let alone the fact that it, it, it seemed that it was going that Colt's luck direction. It seemed like he was getting Ryan Gertz here with the lack of an offensive line. So, um, you yeah, know, lo and behold, as we all know, on I mean, he, even the regular season, he goes out, he makes all the trades, he gets Larry McConk, so all of that, and that helps. And, it does seem like Watson genuinely gets along with them, you know, back to the, the the pre-draft visit in Houston that we wrote about and, and how they kind of were you know, blunt with each other, could talk to each other in a certain way. And I think there's a little yin and yang. I think that O'Brien being so so uh, just blunt and gruff and just kind of in your face, remember all the globes he had with Tom Brady on the mm-hmm. sideline, and Watson being a little quieter, calm, reserved, um, that they, they kind of have this this uh, th- this relationship. They kind of complement each other in a way that,
0: that I think helps. Yeah, no, I think uh, I, I think Deshaun and Bill O'Brien have a great relationship. I mean, you can see it on the sideline uh, that Bill O'Brien uh, a- approaches Deshaun differently than he approaches some of the other players. Um, you know, uh, coming off of an inter- interception last week uh, against the Colts when he came off the field, you could see that. Bill O'Brien didn't get in his face and start shouting at him. He just had a conversation. So I think he understands, you know, how Deshaun wants to be talked to and and led. I I think that they've had a great relationship since the pre-draft process, and we even saw it when Bill O'Brien, you know, was in in need of an extension, Deshaun coming out on Twitter and making sure that, you know, he made his opinion known that he wants uh, B.O.B. to stay around. Um, so, I I agree. I, I really don't think that there's any friction there. I think a lot of local media will do what they can when they need to to be able to,
1: um,
0: I guess, start the rumor mill, but I don't think there's anything there. Um, what is the one thing that you left out of this article that you would have loved to have added?
1: <laughs>
0: That's a good question. Uh
1: you know what's kind of kind of wild, kind of kind of interesting? Just like when we're talking about high school football, and you know, obviously Deshaun Watson as a kid, he's creating all the teams and in this Atlanta area, on NCAA football, and you know, fitting marbles together to emulate those offenses, and he's just you know, infatuated with the wing tee and the spread and all these different offenses. So, I mean, there was one point where. You know, I, I kind of prefaced it to, to Sean, like, hey, I don't want to sound like Uncle Rico here. Like, nobody wants to hear a writer, like, talking about their high school days. But <laughs> I was just so awesome talking about high school football with them. I started describing, like, the team that kept us out from states, like, the week, the game before states, Oakfield, Alabama, up here in New York State, actually. And he, like, it was so weird. He, like, cut me off and was describing, like, the offense that he had in his head of this team that we played, and he described it, like, to a T. It was insane. Like, he, you know, it, how all the offensive linemen are close together, and they're running all these fakes, and you can't see the ball. It was like, he picked it up mid-sentence. and exactly just took the words right out of my mouth. Like, almost like he had time to fit in a little high school, New York State, Class D, <laughs> Section 6 footage, uh, 15 hours away from him, somewhere along the way. So, uh Coincidental, but that that was pretty wild. I mean, the dude just is obsessed with X's and O's to the upteenth degree.
0: Yeah, and and speaking of X's and O's, obviously, uh, you know, a local uh, writer and reporter, uh, Rivers McCown, tweeted out his, uh, you know, the breakdown of the Carolina defense. And I, I think the best part for me in that video isn't the ability to break down a defense. I think we've all known that Deshaun can do that. It was... His composure at the podium when asked by, the, by Aaron Reese from The Athletic about the coverage, and a lot of times, you know, when he responded and asked, do you know the coverage that they were playing? A lot of times athletes can take that opportunity to kind of um, – show off and come off pompous and and, uh, and, and uh, cocky in a way. Because uh, he knew that, Aaron. You know, you could assume that he knew Aaron didn't know the coverage, but he was genuinely asking because he wanted to educate him. And he took that path of explaining to him and giving the journalist exactly what he would love to have. I mean, that's those are the type of questions most journalists would love to have answered and have answered the way Deshaun did it. I thought that was just a great exchange.
1: Totally. Totally agree. It's rare.
0: It's refreshing. It's
1: different. I mean, that setting does not lend itself to meaningful dialogue or detail of any kind. Um, You know, it's a show. It's a production. That's what press conferences have have become. And, you know, I'd say the majority of head coaches and NFL starting quarterbacks just kind of roll with a scripted, you know, string of cliches, a word salad that will just kind of get them through and fill uh, newspaper holes and blog posts, and they don't really, you know, everybody's kind of just paranoid and terrified of saying anything. It's, I don't know why. I mean, it's like that's such an opportunity to. It's not about the media; it's about your fans. I mean, what an opportunity to explain what the heck is going on out there. So why, why let that opportunity go? I mean, that's how Deshaun Watson really viewed it. And he just looked at it as a chance to explain things. That Like, hey, these are all people that are, you know, the, the bridge from you to the fans. To, and he wants fans, he wants reporters, he wants everybody just to kind of know what's going on in his head. It's not like, you know, opposing head coaches are all sitting there on bated breath, like taking notes and are going to use it against them. They see the film. They know <laughs> there's no top secret, you know, X's and O's, uh, lines of information that, that he just released to the public. There, he's just just explaining what happened, and I just I think we need more of that. I, I think that there's a reason that blew up online because it, it is so different, it is so rare, and it shouldn't be. So um, that was awesome, and hopefully we'll see more of that out of every quarterback in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I think it was, the the, the best part was that the next press conference he had, uh, you know, he was asked about how it went viral, and he said, you know, it's something that I'd love to see all of them do, and he specifically mentions Tom Brady and Drew Brees, I mean, you know, it, yeah. it, it it's true, I mean, sure, I, I probably wouldn't say that the average fan wants to understand break breakdown, a cover two or cover four, or what a zero blitz looks like, but the die-hard fans, and there's a lot of us, would love to understand and see his mindset when he's on the field to understand what he's looking at and, 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 and see what he's moving through and how his mind operates in that moment. And yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, all right, Tyler, uh, I really appreciate the, the time. Uh, thank you again for the piece. Why don't you give the listeners, uh, another shout out on where they can find you. Um, and then also any other, um, um, uh, pieces that you're working on that are, is coming up. Sure, yeah, um, I'm just uh, that on BleachReport.com,
1: Twitter at Ty Dunn. Um Yeah, they can they can check out any past stories, we've done with them a handful this season, um, just a great opportunity, I mean I, that's why I just love working here at BI, they, they really give you the ability and the resources and the time to, um, to report and, and sit down with, with guys like Deshaun and, and get to know them so um, it, it's been awesome uh, and we've got a a few stories down the line, but really nothing, nothing imminent right this second. So we have a, uh, me and my wife have a baby on the way. So I'm actually going to be disappearing here for a couple weeks. Um, so that's, uh, that's where the focus is right now. But when we get back, I, I promise we'll, uh, we'll get, we'll have something on another, uh, quarterback. I'll just say a quarterback in the AFC
0: coming <laughs> at some point. So
1: folks can, totally check that out. I don't, We've got millions of people listening. We can't let uh, can't let the competition know what's going on.
0: No, I agree 100%. It's just like a coach answering a question about schemes, right?
1: Right. Isn't that great? I just talked about how refreshing it is <laughs> that, that Deshaun Watson is, like, providing detail and, and actual answers. And, and here I am ducking and dodging <laughs> and just like, exemplifying exactly what I don't like, which is really
0: hypocritical that, that's okay because that's the business you're in and that's it's a little different than <laughs> bill o'brien so we totally understand well ty i really appreciate it thank you again look forward to connecting with you in the future good luck on the baby and the wife hopefully uh you know many prayers and blessings your way that everything is everybody's healthy and comes out happy and i know you guys are welcoming a new addition to your family so it's just going to be an amazing moment and uh, we'll talk soon
1: Oh, man, thank you so much for that. We cannot wait any day now, so uh, we'll, we'll see. And man, thanks so, so much for having me on, man. This is a lot of fun.
0: Yep. Loved this episode of Texans Unfiltered? We'd love for you to be a Patreon supporter. Your support allows us to provide you with the best Texans podcast possible. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HoustonFBPod. And everywhere podcasts can be found... And join our community on www.texansunfiltered.com or on Discord at Texans Unfiltered. Thank you for listening. Until next time.